My name is Peter Himmelman, Grammy and Emmy-nominated musician, author, and chief dream enabler of Big Muse. I'm proud to underwrite this episode of The Business Builders Show with Marty Wolf. Discover why companies like Adobe, 3M, McDonald's, and Gap have brought in Big Muse's rock and roll-fueled seminars to get inspired, to get insight, and to get activated. Write to me today at peter at bigmuse.com. Entrepreneurs, business owners, professionals who seek excellence, bringing the business classroom to you. It's the Business Builders Show. Here's Marty Wolf. We still got a long way to go. Yes, we all got a long way to go. Welcome to the Business Builders Show with Marty Wolf, the show for entrepreneurs, business owners, and business leaders. I'm Marty Wolf, your host for the Business Builder Show, and along with my executive producer, D.C. Taylor, we will be your guides on this learning journey. I'm proud to let you know we record this show in the studios of 94.3 FM The Talker, which is part of Bold Gold Media, and we are in my hometown of Scranton, Pennsylvania. The Business Builder Show is proudly distributed by C-Suite Radio. You can find The Business Builder Show and many other fine shows on www.c-suiteradio.com. You can also find our show on iTunes, SoundCloud, and on my website, which is MartyWolfBusinessSolutions.com. So with that being said, DC, are you ready to go? I'm ready. Well, then let's introduce our guest, and that is Mr. Mark Sanborn. Hi, Mark. How you doing? Hey, good, Marty. DC, good to be with you again. Hi, Mark. Yeah, you you you've been on a couple times, man. I like having you on. I'm seasoned. I'm a seasoned uh, <laughs> seasoned show guest. Seasoned. I like that. That's good. I'll use that. <laughs> That's good. So Mark Sanborn is our guest. Mark is a best-selling author and recognized by globalgurus.net as one of the top 15 leadership experts in the world today. Mark writes an award-winning blog and is the author of The Fred Factor which has sold more than 2 million copies to date and has established Mark Sanborn as the expert on turning the ordinary into the extraordinary. I'm going to stop there because I think that's what your book is about, and we're going to be talking about your book, The Potential Principle, a proven system for closing the gap between how good you are and how good you could be. So, Mark, again, welcome to the Business Builder Show. Thanks. Great to be able to talk about the new book that's about to launch and uh, other things of interest to the people who listen to your show. Yeah. Okay. So uh, first, let me say this. Uh, when I was promoting the, this interview earlier a week ago or so, uh, you know, I put something out and, and you responded and you said uh, something. I can't quote it exactly, but you said, you're as excited as you've ever been to share this work. So we're going to share that work, but I'm going to prove that I read the book. <laughs> and so, so on page 140, it says, you mention the 4-H pledge, and you tell us in the book that it could be this central uh, theme, or, or it's kind of like the central theme, or what you're thinking about that maybe, you know, is behind the potential principle. So I'm going to put you on the spot. What is the 4-H pledge? Well, first, I'm glad you read the book. You know, I've memorized the book word for word, so uh, I can do those mind tricks where you just give me a page number and uh, 
paragraph in a sentence. There you and, go. <laughs> no, actually, I've not memorized the book, but I had memorized the 4-H pledge because I was in 4-H. That's where I got my start in public speaking. Uh, that's a different story for a different day. But 4-H, uh, when I was in it back during the Jurassic period, was <laughs> primarily a, a, an organization for rural youth. Today, there's probably more members of 4-H in metropolitan areas in the city than there are in, in rural America, but it's a fabulous way to develop skills and character and integrity in young people. And I was fortunate enough to join at the age of 10, and I know your listeners are going to be thrilled to know, and I'm not making this up, the name of my 4-H club was the Happy Hayseeds. <laughs> That's something you're not going to find on my LinkedIn profile, but Here's the here's the 4-H pledge, and, it, and this is really a good way to think about life. Uh, the 4-H pledge says, I pledge my head to better thinking, my heart to greater loyalty, my hands to larger service, and my health to better living for my club, my community, my country, and my world. And that's really how I begin and end the book. I say, you know, the book's dedicated to anyone that wants to become better and at the same time help make the world a little bit better. You know, I believe the better we become, the more we have to offer the people around us, whether they're the people we live with, our families, or our customers, or our coworkers. And, um, you know, I think that self-improvement, just as, an, as a means to an end, just for betterment of self, is a little short-sighted. I think the, the good news is the better we become, the more we can positively impact the world around us. And that's what the 4-H Pledge is all about. Yeah, it was great. And the story, we'll leave, we'll, we'll leave the story out because we want them to buy the book. Um, but I learned something about you that I didn't know. And uh, a great story. Uh, great story about, you know, your experience of the first time you had to speak. So uh, that's called bait in the radio business, I guess. You know, yes. Mark, you know, we're, we're, we're setting them up. So, um, again, the book is The Potential Principle by Mark Sanborn. If you want to Google that while you're, while you're listening on another device, I suggest to do that. You want to buy the book right away. So, okay, and I guess you answered this a little bit, but I want to go a little deeper in this. So to get better just for Mm, ego sake or whatever that's not what you're really talking about i guess you're talking about uh, making a dent in the world i guess so uh, the question is why why should we be trying to get better well nobody has to you know it's, it's a america you know you can choose to be mediocre you can choose to strive to be extraordinary and and i'm really not being critical of people who say you know i'm happy to coast uh, that is a lifestyle decision However, it just seems to me that one of the, the great uh, challenges of life and one of the most interesting and enjoyable is to find out how good we can be. And that's what the potential principle is. It, it says simply this. We know how good we've become, but none of us know how good we could be. Uh, you know, you and I have talked to and met a lot of successful people, Marty, and I don't think I've ever met anybody that could tell me definitively that they have maximized their ultimate potential. Mm. Because we don't know. We don't know what we're capable of. And technology and change uh, shows us that things that we once thought were impossible are not only uh, now probable, but, but some of them become possible. Mm. You know, head transplants are part of the uh, new frontier of surgery. We have a, a guy who's on the list waiting for approval to become the first head transplant mm. uh, donor in the United States. There's a, a Chinese surgeon that can transplant mice heads and that the mice live now for 24 hours after the transplant. And obviously, that's a neophyte medical technology. But it just goes to show that what we once thought was possible and what's actually become possible 
the, the gap is narrowed. And that's what I'm trying to help people do. Narrow the gap between how good they already are and how good they could be. So becoming better is, is the theme, I guess, right? You, you, you can always, no matter what your best is, I guess you can get better. Is that kind of the main well, lesson? Or for, no? your, for your business listeners, here's, there's only one thing that beats best, and that is better. You know, uh, if, if you're number two in your market space, you can still beat the best by becoming better. Yeah. And the other thing that you've got to remember is, is that the roadside is littered with companies that were once the best and yeah. got trumped by someone who became better. Yeah. So the, the book is really a process. The reason I'm excited about it is 31 years writing books. This is, uh, depending on how one counts, uh, my eighth book. I've contributed probably another 20 or 30, but yeah. this is my eighth book. And, and this is a, a bit of a culmination of the process that I've studied, developed, observed in others, and used myself yeah. for consistent improvement. Because nobody gets better accidentally with age. The only thing that gets better with age accidentally is wine. You know, the, the rest of us have to work at it. Yeah. And so the book is about really four areas to get better in and four very useful strategies for getting better. That's the book summary. Four yeah. areas I yeah. call the potential matrix right. to get better, four places to get better and then four ways to get better. Well, let's let's, let's review them. Let's uh, let's kind of hit them uh, in whatever order you'd like. I, I love the, all of them. So just kind of and kind of describe the you, I believe it's called the potential matrix. Right. So so give me the uh, give me the outline of that. Let's talk about that. Exactly. Well, there's an inner world and an outer world. And the outer world is observable. The inner world, of course, underpins the outer world. I think. Uh, I think integrity is appearing to be on the outside of whom you are on the inside. But importantly, is that I designed that or used that matrix as an illustration. I realized that there are really four quadrants that make up a complete life experience. And the most obvious one in the outer world is performing. That's yeah. when we are observed doing what we do. It's behavioral. It's based on action. Yeah. The other thing that happens in the outer world, if we're not initiating, if we're receiving, we're, we're receiving ideas and we're learning. So the outer world is about learning and performing. The inner world is about thinking and reflecting. Mm. Thinking is when we initiate our thought and we direct it towards something. Reflecting is probably the one area that is least familiar to people because that's really where ideas come to us. We open ourselves up by slowing down or stopping what we're doing. And often this is what we call an insight or an epiphany. Yeah. So in a nutshell, because time is limited, here's the rub. Most people have one of those four areas that they're fond of and enjoy most. Mm. In my work with business people, it's typically the performing quadrant. Right. It's where you yeah. evaluate it. It's where you make the sale, get the new account, get the raise. The problem is, is that any strength overused becomes a liability. And if you're not spending some time learning and reflecting and thinking, then you're always going to be limited in how well you can perform. Now, interestingly, my preferred quadrant is thinking. I like ideas and books and, yeah. you know, I become one of those, you know, uh, ivory tower guys, <laughs> except that, you know, it would, would not really manifest itself in any valuable product to others, right? Yeah. And so we, we need to move freely. And in, in the book, I talk about specifically, how do you improve your thinking? How do you, right. how do you go, how do you become reflective? 
how do you become a better learner? Most people have never learned how to learn. Yep. And then finally, you know, what, what can make your performance better? So it, it's a little harder to discuss a graphic than it is to see and understand it. But I think people will see there's a lot of ideas in the book about how to unpack those four areas and become better in each. That, and that's what I love about the book, because you are very specific. I mean, the title of the book is The Potential Principle, A Proven System for Closing the Gap Between How Good You Are and How Good You Could Be. And it's very practical. And then I love at the end, uh, you know, you actually uh, well, you have our mutual friend Scott McCain and, uh, and a few other guys, Joe Calloway and uh, right. Marty, Larry Marty Wingett Grunder. Larry and uh, Randy Pennington. Yeah. yeah, these are some of the guys I respect the most. We've done business together, more importantly, been friends together for, for many, many years. Yeah. And along with them and, a, and, a, and another half dozen folks, I ask them specifically, how do you get better? Yeah. So we've got people from the financial business. We've got authors, uh, professional athletes. I've got a pastor. I love Because these, these principles aren't limited to business or to yeah. nonprofits or to educators. You know, these are principles that anybody can use to and here's a good question, Marty. You know, one of the things I answer early in the book is better at what? Ah, you know? And yeah. the answer to that is better at what matters to you. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to tell you that, you know, you need to improve your golf game. Maybe that's why you read the book. Uh, and there are ideas in the book that will help you improve your golf game. Maybe you want to be a better parent. Uh, maybe you want to be a better spouse, a better boyfriend, a better girlfriend, maybe a better a better colleague. But the point is, is that once you know where you want to get better, I'm not just talking about just a generic vanilla improvement. That's fine. But I think it really gets powerful and we, we zero in on what's important. What areas do we most benefit from when we get better? Yeah, and that's and that's where you're, to use the phrase, that's where you're going to create a dent in the universe. That's where you're going to make a difference when you kind of get good at that to to, to take a phrase from Joe's uh, kind of world, you know, Joe Calloway's world, you know, get really good at what matters most and that kind of thought process. And I do like the, the and actually at the end of the chapter, you have suggested action. So I like that. I'm Marty Wolf. Stay here for more with Mark Sanborn. My name is Peter Himmelman, Grammy and Emmy-nominated musician, author, and chief dream enabler of Big Muse. I'm proud to underwrite this episode of The Business Builders Show with Marty Wolf. Discover why companies like Adobe, 3M, McDonald's, and Gap have brought in Big Muse's rock and roll-fueled seminars to get inspired, to get insight, and to get activated. Write to me today at Peter at bigmuse.com. Now let's back up a little bit because, you know, here's what I'm thinking about. And when I was reading the book and, and preparing for this interview and, and I, I said, you know, this Sanborn guy, he has a lot of faith in us. <laughs> you have a lot of faith in us. You, you, you really believe that we really want to get better. Where did that come from? Did that come from all your experiences of, uh, of, of, of life and with leadership and where did that faith in us come from, Mark? You know, my books are self-selecting filters. If you pick up my book and decide to read it, that means you already have an expressed interest in the topic. Uh, I'll give you an example. People who write books on ballet have no faith in me because I will never pick up a book about ballet. I have nothing against ballet. I know it's a fabulous art form, but it has no interest to me. Yeah. So when I write a book. I don't try to convert the people who wouldn't buy the book, don't want to read the book. There's no, that, That's a fool's game. Yeah. I write books for people to say, and whom I think we are all similar in that 
we, we enjoy the process of getting better and, and uh, you know, being of greater and, and better service to others. Yeah. So if somebody says, you know what, I'm interested in how to uh, get closer to achieving my potential, I provide the ideas. They still have to do the hard work. Yeah. Um, nobody yeah. can do it for you. I can't even, you know, as yeah. a business owner, by the way, we always like to think that there's that one consultant or that one employer, that one VP of sales. If we can just get that person, boom, man, our business is going to yeah. explode. You know what? Ultimately, there are certain things only you as the business owner can do. And if you spend too much time waiting for someone else to do it for you, you'll you'll lose the race. You got it. Now, over the years, you've been at this uh, a while, like myself. Uh, have you what? I, it's probably part of the reason you wrote the book. Have you seen I'll call it the general category of leadership, the style of leadership, the application of leadership? Have you seen things change the last few years or decades? Talk to me about that. Well, I've seen the style of leadership change. I think the fundamentals have not changed, um, which is to say that principles are kind of timeless, right? Yeah. Good communication is about being understood and, and understanding. Now, how we get understood and understand others, that's changed because of technology and, yeah. and uh, social media. But the big change I have seen in leadership is really less about style and more about followers. I believe today Mm. followers is not a great word to use to describe the people we lead. And I'll tell you why. Mm. It's it's almost become negatively tinged. You know, Mm. followers suggest almost a lemming. Well, I don't know what to do. You tell me and I'll do uh, it. That's yeah. a very antiquated model. Yeah. I think there's there's a lot to be gained from thinking of the people that you lead as collaborators and team members and contributors. Yeah. And if you treat people that way, they will tend to respond that way. Yeah. I don't want anybody on my team that doesn't think. I don't want someone to blindly follow what I say for two reasons. One, I don't have enough hours in the day to, to think for them. And number two, there are going to be times when I'm not present to answer their questions and they need to be able to use their own problem solving skills to get the job done. So the big change I've seen, it's less about the substance of leadership and it's more in the genre of followership. Now I know a lot of leaders, we talk about our followers because we're doing it out of habit, but it's a good idea to start changing how you talk about the people you lead and see if that doesn't make a difference in how the people that you lead uh, respond to your leadership. Fascinating. That's why you're one of the uh, leadership gurus. I'll use that phrase. Uh, I've, I've known you for years. Now I follow you. We are speaking with Mark Sanborn. His book is The Potential Principle, a proving system for closing the gap between how good you are and how good you could be. Available anywhere at this point in time, Mark? Where do we find the book? Well, you can go to Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, you can go to brick and mortar, you can go to potentialprinciple.com. That's probably the easiest place because, of course, we've got some some cool worksheets yeah. uh, and things that will supplement the book that you can uh, download for free. You buy the book, you enter a code, and boom, you get all the worksheets and the ancillary materials. So and that is uh, potentialprinciple.com is the best place to go, and that will give you links to, uh, to all the, the retailers that sell the book. Okay, we need to start winding down, but I would like for you to share a story. I know you, you, you kind of said you didn't memorize the book, but I'm another test coming for you here. So, <laughs> so, so tell me about Jim Newton and his uncommon friends, and 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 that's kind of under the banner of enabling uh, 
uh, enablement, enabling others, and that kind of thing. So tell me that story as kind of a wrap-up and kind of a story right out of the book. Okay, man? Yeah, Jim Newton was a a realtor in Fort Myers, Florida, and and he had a very interesting relationship with some very famous people. Uh, He hung out with, dined with, fished with, uh, you know, uh, basically socialized with Thomas uh, Edison, uh, Henry Ford, Harvey Firestone, Charles Lindbergh, and Alexis Carell. Now, that list is familiar to most listeners. Carell, maybe not so much, but he was uh, a surgeon originally from Europe, moved to the United States and pioneered phlebotomy and blood transfusion. Yeah. So these were some serious titans of industry, you know, yeah. and uh, he's, I, I guess, as I understand it, you know, he sold them their homes. They all lived near each other. And in the wintertime, they'd all hang out. Yeah. And he wrote a book about it. A fascinating book. If you like history and you like, um, ideas. The book is called Uncommon Friends by Jim Newton. Jim passed away. I didn't get to meet him. I was part of a collegial group uh-huh. and I came into the group like two years after he had spoken to the group. So I did not get to meet him in person. Yeah. But uh, his foundation still exists in Florida. And, and here's the thing. If you want to be greater, uh, affiliate with, with great people. Yeah. You know, yeah. call it engaging yeah. others. Too often engaging we think others. that yeah. there you go. Yeah. Is a is a is a is a, a, a lone journey. It's not the greatest ideas, the greatest thinkers. You know, they're all accessible to us. If not personally, like the the uncommon friends were, they're accessible to us vicariously through the internet and through the books yes. and the writings that they left behind. So yes. I think one of the key concepts, and certainly a good one to end on, because you and I have engaged over the years. You've been a great friend and supporter of my work, and I very much appreciate that. Is is listen to great podcasts, read great books, associate with great people, and it'll help you achieve more of your potential. Final question. Two years from now, what do you want people saying about this book? That they're still using it and that the ideas in the book continue to serve them as they uh, pursue their potential. My guest has been Mark Sanborn. This great book um, really is outstanding, is The Potential Principle, a proven system for closing the gap between how good you are and how good you could be. I do suggest you go to potentialprinciple.com. You can get the book. You can get the worksheets, all that kind of great stuff. So, Mark, once again, it's been an honor and a pleasure having you on the Business Builders Show. Well, the pleasure's all mine. Thanks, Marty. All the best. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for listening to the Business Builder Show with Marty Wolf, reminding you that this show and many others are available on csuiteradio.com. Thank you to our show sponsor. That's Peter Hemmelman and his Big Muse program. Learn more about Peter and his work at bigmuse.com. So on behalf of myself, Marty Wolf, your host, and D.C. Taylor, my executive producer, thank you for listening to the Business Builder Show. Until next time, take care. Bringing the business classroom to you. It's the Business Builders Show with Marty Wolf. 